This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Sleaze Bagano Brand Death Sticks. Your mother really wants you to go home and rethink your life if you're smoking Sleaze Bagano Brand Death Sticks. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kiss. And we are the co-authors of a silly science fiction comedy book series called Prison, Prison Dad. Dad! Starring the ineffable Leslie Gum. Right, right. There are... Five. Five. <laughs> Going to be six at some point this year when I actually get motivated to finish the eight stories that I have on the shelf at the moment. But, you know. You're getting there. Creativity takes time. Yeah. Just ask George R. R. Martin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, George, if I can put out a book a year, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this week we... I, I saw something awesome uh, live on on the internet. Me Did too. Because yeah. I was home from work with a migraine. Right, right. The 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 um, Star Wars Celebration Orlando. My neighbor Andrew actually pointed out to me that it was going to be live at eleven. And Jeff told me, and I'm a nerd, and I have a Star Wars app on my phone. And when I clicked on the app, it took me right there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I was. Um, I watched the whole thing. I had it on one screen, and I was working on the other screen. I had it on my phone. And then, um, right before they, they were about to show the trailer, though, I got my, my kid who was uh, upstairs, his school was closed, um, he got to come down, and he sat on my lap and watched Aww. the Last Jedi trailer with me twice in a row. I love that awesome. they played it twice in a row at the... Because we were all going to watch it again anyway. I know, I know. I was so excited. I was so afraid they were going to like cut it out, like on my phone app because it was only for people at the show but then they like let me see it and I was like because there, yes. there was that little bit of a break too yeah, I felt the like same way quiet. I'm like no they're gonna shut me out and I was like no come on how much I sat there it was a good panel you know as someone it who was cool I has love- now I think I've officially been on more panels than I have been to panels so it was good. It was cool watching a, a panel with famous people. Yes, because to actually like get to be at those type of events, you have to, you know, know somebody who knows somebody or pay like exorbitant amounts of money. So or I, like they said, there were there were some people waiting in line since four in the morning. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. If I lived in Florida and like it wasn't hard for me to get to celebration, I probably would have done that too. But. But, you know, that's not my life. Maybe next time. But um, it was super awesome to hear Mark Hamill talking about being Luke Skywalker. and I love how much he, and- he admits to lying about everything that he's, like, done. Yeah. Like, about all, like, the Star Wars hype. And stuff like that. It's amazing hearing him, him talk. So the, the panel was great. I thought it was so much fun. I loved when he said that, like, it's weird for him to, like, sit on panels and have people cheer for him. Because he's like, then I go home and my wife tells me to take, take out the, the garbage. Take the <laughs> it's like, wow, Mark Hamill and I, we do the same thing. I know, I know, and take care of the dogs. I'm like, right there with you, buddy. But um, it was great seeing cool. uh, Daisy and John Boyega yep, uh, meeting a new character. Yeah, you know, I'm um, excited to find out about her. They didn't really like go into what her story is, but she sounds well, like, really exciting. There's a movie coming out in eight months. That well, I know, but like, I'm excited to see how she fits into everything. Yeah, me too. It's cool. All right, the so director let's... seemed like a real sweetheart too, just like a real good guy. So, and I liked Looper. I thought Looper was cool, so I'm excited I to see Looper what he's going to do. Was was cool too. I had some issues with the end, but you know what? It was it was a cool concept. 
Um, should we go? So we're going to step through the trailer. We're going to take a two-minute trailer, and we're going to try to make it a 30-minute podcast. <laughs> yes, with our conjecture. Uh, yeah, because we... Mark Hamill-level brand of lying. No, we, had to, <laughs> we had to start recording because her, uh, Kristen and I kept arguing over so many different things. Yeah, and we know that you guys love it when we disagree. So we know that, we know, <laughs> you know... Ray's gonna spend a great deal of time on, uh, was it Octu? Is that what we think it is? Yeah, I think Octu? it's Octu. Kind of like Octung Baby. Yeah. I was thinking, like, you know, you know, like that U2 album. Um, it looks like a German word. So almost so. every scene that we see Ray, we think, we, every scene that we see Ray, we think she's here. Yeah, training. Still on the planet, training with learning. Luke. Learning. Cause, like, it's interesting in the first shot, at first I thought it was, like, some sort of, view of like a planet from real high up but then you see her hand like slap down yeah and you're like okay no wait we're like on a planet and she's like centering us but i don't i mean maybe that speaks to like the larger storyline that like because ray is supposed to be the one to balance the force you know she does have that control over even the planets now that so it's kind of a cool right cool uh, image image right? the cave behind her you know maybe she just did some like you know dark side training like you know luke did when he fought vader in that right? cave who do you think would be under the helmet for her is it kylo is it uh finn is it herself but who is she most afraid of well she's probably afraid of herself just like luke when luke saw himself you know i think it's the same thing ray's afraid of everything right now Ray was just gathering junk and living in an AT-AT in the middle of the desert, and that was life, scavenging for parts to trade for... And waiting for her bread. family. Yeah, but... That's we knew what they she really back. cared about, but it's, she didn't. So, do we think that that cave behind her, which is obvious entrance to the cave, um, do we think that, you know, that's maybe what happened in this scene? Yeah, or either she did, like, a whole bunch of jumping jacks right before then, and she's just, like, totally, totally worn out. But more likely than not, she's had, like, an existential crisis. True, true. She has that face on, like, I need some carbs. I just worked out real hard. Yeah, yeah. And she's definitely wearing the same stuff, and her hair is in the same manner that we saw at the end of The Force Awakens. Yeah, so she's probably had a major revelation and or done too much cardio. (laughs) Maybe both. (laughs) We had some Luke uh, voiceover. Now, now Mark Hamill said that he did the voiceover. He said it on the panel. He said he did the voiceover specifically for the trailer. So Mm -hmm. it might not be something that's included in the actual movie in the end. Right. But we're getting the impression that, that Ray is going to be training and training and training. Yes, with Luke. And I think it would be important for him to ask her to sort of, like, Obi-Wan asked him, like, reach out with your feelings, and then you have to figure out, like, what, what is that showing you? And she was moving all those rocks. Most of the time when we see people using the Force, we see them just grab one thing. Vader grabbed the, the blaster out of Han's hand, you know. Um, you know. Yoda moved Luke's spaceship. Right. Vader choking a guy. The, these kind of things. Ray grabbing the lightsaber off the the snow and it flying to her hand and her catching it. Right. But you know, Ray's hand was down by the rocks and it was almost like Legion style, where like every single little tiny rock was moving up at like one time. Yeah, I think that she's extremely powerful. So, you know, um, she might be able to do things that we've never seen anybody do before with the Force, which is pretty cool. So, if this is probably an early indicator of that. Um, unless, unless Luke was doing about? it, 
and she he's just showing her what's possible because we don't know because we don't we don't know what's going on in the rest of that scene. Uh, I think it's probably Ray, but there's always the possibility that it's this is a this teaching moment because as of pe- as how Luke did it to to Mark, right? To Yoda, Yoda did, did it, it to Luke to Jeez. show him, like you know, you it does. It's not the size that matters, right? It's mm. it's your belief size that you can move not. something. So, you know, but who knows? It it could be one of those two things. It's obviously an interesting point in her training, though. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right, so we move away from Ray a little bit, and we see the back of um, Princess Leia's head. Yeah, and we definitely. I mean, I, I see Admiral Ackbar there, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I saw him. Yeah, we're definitely on a ship. You know, th- this is something Chris and I were discussing. We're definitely right. on a ship. I here. thought when I first saw it, the first couple times I watched this, until you kind of slow mo it, that they were on the same base in the Alenium system where they were, you know, when Princess Leia was trying to get them ready to um, attack the Star Killer base. But Jeff points out, you know, that that bay window there is like a, a starship window. And so other things too. His garb, helmet, and the space out of things. That base we saw in The Force Awakens, everything was so tight. It was, everything and it was, was like elbow to elbow to elbow. Yeah, this is, this is bright. Because I think they're in their best interest to get off that planet anyway. Because if the if the, the Republic's Empire, damaged, yeah. because you know the, the main cities were taken out. Cities, planets, they blew <laughs> planets up. <laughs> that is insane. Like the whole system. Alright, so they, their best bet was to get, yeah, get out of there, get into space, and, and mobilize, you know, everything. But they have a pretty cool-ass star map there. Just saying. And there is a behind-the-scenes footage that they showed during the panel where... Akbar. John John Boyega and Poe Dameron... I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm like half name. Finn and Poe are right. in the same room with Leia, and so... Is Finn awake by that point of the movie? Maybe, possibly. Because we know that. later in this, in the um, commercial in the trailer, show, teaser. The trailer. So yeah, we see Finn trailer. in like a see Finn in sort of suspended animation. Yeah, like a medical treatment. pod. Yeah, yeah okay. but not not that aquatic one, like Luke. Not the back to tank yeah. we saw in um. This is a in, new um, technology. Empire Strikes Back. This is like the technology from what's that movie? Elysium. Ah, yeah, he's in a bio bed. Yep, that movie was terrible. Uh, yeah, it kind of was. Speaking of terrible, I watched Arrival last night. What a predictable snooze fest. Missed it. I watched Passengers, which I thought was adorable. It was cute. Especially um, Chris Pratt's butt. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> tushy! Uh, and all Jennifer right. Lawrence's fabulous wardrobe. Snaps you like that? on your outfits, lady. Nice. Yeah, I loved her little clothes. Even her like t-shirts looked very like comfortable and... Well cut. There was a lot of passengers I like. The disc I got from Netflix was messed up. I missed a good chunk in the middle of it. Just skipped right past it. Um, but I thought the ending was kind of weak. Mm. Oh, the ending ending was great, but the I don't know the zedenuma. Yeah, when they when it's like later on. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I thought it was sweet. To to fix you know it was like to it realize the problem was uh, wait we can talk about this. It was kind of like the end of the Hunger Games where you're kind of like okay that's it. But at the same time, like when you walked away and thought about it, it was like, well, that's no. That's I was talking about the climax. I was, I was talking about you know finding out that that was the like the main thing that was wrong with the ship. Like you should have been able to figure that out by now. Yes, I know, Mister Engineering. I don't know. I love that swimming pool though. That was effing cool to like swim and be out in the stars. Like 
That's cool. Pretty neat. Yeah, totally. And you back to Star Wars. Yeah, so back to the topic at hand here. No more tangents from us, so, which I realized well, I started that. Probably so there anyway. will be. But um, so so Luke is telling her, "What do you see?" Right. So she first she says she sees the light, right, which is seeing Leia looking at the star map, and then he says, "What else?" And she says, "Well, well, he doesn't say what else. She just keeps talking. She says." I see the dark. Darkness! In the darkness! Your couch! Oh my god, Charlie Murphy died this week, and I feel really sad. I watched um, it before the other day. So, Charlie Murphy, God bless you. You were so funny, and you died too soon. But anyway, um, yes, you know, she sees a smashed helmet, right? So this is Jeff and my first argument here. Yeah, um, so we I, have different opinions here on yeah, the smashed so you helmet. you want to go first, and then I'll say what All right, I so we're watching like a slow-mo close-up of it right now um in my opinion the metal around the eye and the eyepiece being oval and not like oh darth vader's eyepieces were like uh circular i feel like this is kylo ren getting throw another hissy fit throw another temper tantrum that star killer base blew up though he got beat by someone who just sort of learned how to use the force then that person got away this is his temper tantrum, and I feel like Kylo Ren smashes his helmet right here. And I feel like I understand what Jeff's saying, and I think that to a certain extent, Kylo Ren probably did destroy something in reaction to that. But I also feel like his helmet is so tied into like his identity that he might have like done something to ding it, but he wouldn't have totally destroyed it. So I think this is actually the Darth Vader mask that he was keeping safe that he talked to. And I think someone destroyed it to manipulate him. So I think this is something that Snoke probably made Admiral Hux do or somebody else that's on the new ship where he is now made them do this so that you know, he feels like everything that he used to turn to has been destroyed. So the only person that he can turn to, the only object he can even turn to is Snoke. He's got nothing of his family left. Um, and I think it's a manipulation. I think this is Vader's mask. But he's still got his mom left. Yeah, but, you know, everything that Snoke could control and take away from him, that's what he's focused on doing. So, to me, I think this was a manipulation for Kylo, where they took the last vestige that he had of his grandfather, his grandfather and, and destroy it. it. Yeah. So, that, so, Kristen's theory is that Vader helmet, someone else destroyed it to set Kylo Ren off in more of a rage. My theory is that it is his helmet he destroyed for being a puss bitch. Time will tell. We have eight months. All right, um, so the tree, the force tree rumors. It looks like somebody is, is looking at a map of, where it has the Jedi Order symbol on it, and we see kind of a, a zoom-in of, of a giant tree. Right, I couldn't see what that was. I still when, can't see what it is. Yeah, like when I watched the video, because obviously I had it on my phone, so it was very small. Oh, right, you and did. I, just I wish saw, I like yeah, like seven inch monitor. I just saw like a light. I thought they were candles. It's not it's clearly a dozen candles, and you see it bigger. It's bark with like some sort of a 
striation in it and a platform, yeah. With the light shining down from above. And right. So almost like you're in a cave and the lights like coming Like a big in from tree a like you would see on it like from like Kashyyyk, like somewhere like that that would have like right, a giant Right, right. Or like planet. the Whomping Willow in Harry Potter, but right. that's a different movie. Uh-huh. Um but that kind of thing. And then yeah, the next piece I thought was either a map or like a piece of art from a Jedi temple cuz it kind of looks churchy, you know. It does look a little churchy. Like some marble. Well, the Jedi were a little churchy, churchy too. Type yeah. thing that you would have maybe in like a temple, like so it's broken. Because you can kind of see like there's the edge Page. there. Is that pages? Like, so it's either pages or it's like a broken tile or something like that. Something broken off a wall that was like a piece of art or it's a map. It looks like a map because you can sort of see like the circle, like the lines. Like that's supposed to be like the legend of the map. And then, you know, beyond that, it's showing how to get somewhere. Or it's a piece of art, you know. But, you know, there's only light on part of it, and it's it's partially destroyed, so. It's just old. It could be old, too, but it wasn't well kept up with. So this is, like, the first, like, muted background voice in the trailer. Right. Uh, this is the first one they think that it's it's Yoda saying balance. You know. So yeah, so this is kinda like when Ray had her little dream sequence right. in Maz's Cantina castle. Um so you, they're saying that when they when she says she sees the light side that you can hear Leia saying, you know, help help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, which there's this really lovely if you get a chance to watch it also from the celebration um festivities, uh there was like a in memoriam for Carrie Fisher and they were showing how she still knew all of her lines from A New Hope, and she could recite them at will. So they showed her at, like, different parts of her life just reciting, like, the lines. Um, and, and one of the lines was, you know, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, which was lovely. That whole thing was lovely and totally made me cry. Um, next, you have the dark side part of the um, the trailer, Um where you hear somebody saying Vader was seduced by the dark side of the Force, and that's Obi Wan, obviously. And then right. in the last part, they said, you know, it's Yoda saying uh, it surrounds us and binds us. So you have to like listen carefully to hear that part because it's underneath Luke speaking. Right? Yeah, it's so, there. So it's like one of those layered, layered it's a, things. It's an I Easter egg, is what Easter it is. Egg. Yeah, it took me a couple times, even when I watched The Force Awakens, to hear everything that that Ray hears. That was the first thing, like, as soon as I got that on streaming, like, like watching it, and I got to that part, and I rewound it and, like, watched it over and over again. But by then, because so many other people had it on, you know, had right. bootleg and copies or whatever, like, they already showed it. said, like, he had done that voice right, yeah, to say yeah. it's only the first steps, and you knew they had cut um, Obi-Wan's line from, an, from uh, A New Hope so that he was saying Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway... And then Luke says it's so much bigger, which a lot of men say, <laughs> but usually in the bedroom and not when they're training Jedi. So, so we see we see Ray fighting with the lightsaber on the side of the mountain, and Luke obviously looking on. There's no doubt that that's not you know who that is. Come on. Yeah, I think it's Ray learning how to fight. So too. once again, she's still there. Well, because yeah, I think the focus of this movie is going to be that you know the same as Empire, like Luke was training. Ray's going to be training, and then she's going to be put to the test earlier than she should be. Right. It's just like Dagobah. Right. You know, we're mirroring, we're totally mirroring Dagobah here, you know? Right. Except it's much sunnier and more pleasant here than the swamp planet of Dagobah, so I would go for where Ray trained. 
I like that big ocean, you know? Kind of looks like a little bit like if it was a calm, calm sea where they tried to take Harry Potter away. Yeah. On his birthday. Mm-hmm. Before he got taken to Hogwarts. But anyway. Um, so after Luke was telling everybody about how it's so much bigger, um, then we go to this cool scene with these fighter planes so on we a see, white plane. The first thing we see, we, we see some kind of like salt flats, and in the distance, we definitely see a bunch of AT-AT walkers. Tiny, now, tiny ones. The original rumor about the, the new AT-ATs, I can't remember what they called them, is that they, they are way bigger and way more armored than the AT-ATs we saw in Empire Strikes They probably call them ADATs like I always did mm. until Jeff and Logan started correcting me. My kid corrected a bunch of like they were older than I was. I think they were in their 40s. He, and they were like, oh, look at the Adat toys. My kid like marched right over to the target and was like, they're AT-ATs. Whatever. I still call them Adats. Well, what do you call an ATST? Your mom. Oh! Just kidding. I love Griffin. Andrea, Andrea Griffin is, is a saint. saint. <laughs> I would never take her out for a nice seafood dinner and never call her again. <laughs> <laughs> So, another battle on a white planet kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's cool because this cool sand. So, I, I think, we were talking about this before, it looks like the sand turns red when it's touched. Yeah. Because at first, I thought someone got smashed or there was blood, but then you see, like, all the other ships trailing behind it, and so then Jeff was saying, like, are they spilling that? But I don't think they are. I think it's an effect that happens when when the sand is touched. So they're dragging something behind them that's pulling the sand and I think they're purposely it. creating a smoke screen. Yes, but then whoever is in the ship, right, they're, I don't know what they're doing here. They're, so it seems like someone's maybe fighting over control of the ship or somebody's flying the ship that has absolutely no skill at it. So maybe it's, you know, Finn. Eh. Because... He's still learning to f- to fly ships. He, that's not something that he was trained on. Or is it um, a struggle? Yeah, or is it a struggle? You know, or right. is it R two trying to fly? Yeah, the 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 would be interesting if it was a struggle. Like there was somebody, like a spy or something like that, or maybe that new character we saw. I can't remember what they were calling her. Um, maybe she, you know, because she was like a maintenance worker. Wants to get into the fight, so maybe she is. Getting in this ship and trying to go and and Rose, Rose? it was Rose, yeah. So it could be Rose. It could be Poe fighting somebody to get control of this ship. We don't know if this is a a rebel ship or you know part of the Empire, Um, but you know whoever it is, either they can't fly or there's a struggle going on because you wouldn't purposefully crash, or maybe they're just drunk. I mean, it it could be that Luke tied one on. And was like, let me try to fly this again, and it didn't work out so well. Who knows? There's a comment on io9 that was great, too. That It said, it really pointed out the ships look like a combination between um, pod racers and uh, B-wing ships. Okay, ma'am. So, and they definitely do. It's very interesting. They look like, yeah, like terrestrial ships. Like, they really shouldn't be taken into space. So like the snowspeeders on Yeah, Hoth, they're right? not really meant to, like, go outside of the atmosphere of the planet they're on. But anyway, this sand is pretty cool. Although it would probably be pretty creepy if you, like, hung out on that beach. And every time you stepped on the sand, it turned, like, bright red. Yeah, it'd be weird. Apparently it's called Crate. 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 
It's out of the way planet. That was another thing from IO9 that, yeah, that where we read that it was like, great, it's out of the way, it's a house to a rebel base. It, it used and to have a rebel base, it's yeah. abandoned rebel base. Right. Now that is, um, that's different than the other thing. So when I saw the first article about the AT-ATs that are going to be featured in The Last Jedi, the thing was they were going to be attacking some kind of mining operation. That was like what Trump's trying to recreate. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 concept here was that the 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 Senate and the Republic has been destroyed, and that they need money, and that they were gen- that it was as some mining operation that was making them a lot of money, mm. and that's where we'd see these AT-ATs. Now, what is written here is a completely different situation. It totally looks like a battle. It makes so much more sense that the the, the first order would be after somewhere that, that the um you know the resistance and you know what's left of the Republic would be, you know, searching for income from. Right. Because they need to be able to pay soldiers and make ships and materials and but it's abandoned, so they're yeah. behind the eight ball again with their information. Possibly maybe wherever they're getting it from. But Somebody's still there defending it, so there must be something of value. There's something there. there. So it makes that other rumor, which I thought came from an official source, but who knows, um, it makes it mean more sense. Sometimes you have to put, you know, some, like, alternate facts out there, if you will. It's not the U.S. government we're talking about. We're talking about Star Wars. I know, but I'm just saying. We're talking about something that's good. Ah! Something that's evil. (laughs) And shitty. All right, so then we see Jan, uh, John Boyega. Um, you know, we see Finn. You know, he's in he's some in kind a, of an Elysium. Pod. I think he's in like a like a hyper yeah hyperbolic chamber kind of thing. You know, he's, he's chilling in uh, most. suspended animation. Apparently, he's in the movie. He's in a decent amount. Um, but they're hiding him. They don't want us to know when he's going to pop up. So in this scene, he's chilling the most. He looks like he just you know is having a great nap. Mm-hmm. And then you see Poe Dameron running. And BB-8. BB-8. They're really running, but they don't make it in time because they get there just to see their ship explode. Now, where his no ship way. explodes is what, we, what we're trying to figure out, too. Right. So I think they're on a carrier kind of ship because you see that force field like behind them. You see other rebel pilots there. There. And you see... Yeah, yeah, the force field that usually leads out to, like, space. Space! Yeah, when, when I saw this ad the first couple of times, I had assumed that they were at a, like, on a planet. At, like, you know, one of the rebel stations, one of the rebel bases. Because right. that's usually where they store yeah, huh? aircrafts. They don't, they didn't have ships big enough in the in the original trilogy, right, 4, 5, and 6, for the rebels to be moving their ships from planet to planet, at least not that I saw it. They were always stationed at a planet. And so that's what I thought was going on here. But the hallway that he runs down absolutely does look like a spaceship when I look at it again. And I can see sort of like the, the light beams around the structure outside of the ship there that makes it look like, yeah, maybe they are on a, a carrier ship, but that that's kind of cool then, right? Because the rebels actually have like a capital to to buy ships that can carry other ships. Look at these troops not, there, though. Those are ground that troops before. that run by. Those are ground troops. Yeah, that's true. That they're not just kind of like defeats go. our. I mean, it would to me. I would expect that the rebels would still be hiding out on planets, and that's where they kept their ships because we've never seen them have like a carrier 
ship before. But if so, we are picking straight up from the end of The Force Awakens, then... Maybe they do. Maybe they have the, that kind of clout and money and capital at this point. Although, you know, their planets all got destroyed by the Star Killer Beasts. So, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see. We don't know where they are, but we know that there's an explosion, and hopefully Poe survives again. We don't mm-hmm. know, though. He could probably get injured. BBA could get injured. Alright, so we see a different, uh, we see a space bat. Oh, so we don't know where that, um... We don't know. know at all where it is. We don't know if it's on a planet, if it's... Is that above, you know, so, like, where's that battle taking place? We don't know. We think it's taking place, you know, so we see a space battle a little later on, right? Well, let's go to the next scene. The next scene is the Millennium Falcon blowing up the TIE Fighter. Falcon! So it shoots down one TIE Fighter and keeps going, right? So, um... So who is flying? We don't see the land, right? We see a lot of clouds and we we see a blue sky. Right. We scroll back up here and we take a look at this planet. This sky doesn't look blue enough, and there's no clouds in the sky. Right. Which no makes clouds. me think that the Millennium we were, we were Falcon... We talking about the sand planet. You can't see what we pointed at right then. We were that's talking about why the sand I think planet that with, the, with the red sand. The Millennium Falcon is blowing up ships and flying away from uh, Ark 2. That's why I think that battle's taking place there. That's quite possible, or it could be later in the movie when Rey is supposedly done with her training, or at least taking a break, and she's flying the Millennium Falcon into you know, the battle at the end of the movie. I don't know. Jeff, would you like to point out something interesting about the TIE Fighters? Oh, the TIE Fighters are different than the ones that we saw in The Force Awakens. They have an orange wings. Right. As opposed to the gray and black wings that we saw. And we saw black and red, red. in The Force Awakens. Yep. So these are definitely orange. You can see it in two different spots there, too. Later. They're the summer summer version. Summer. Of the, of the X-Wings. You like, know? like your hair's redder because right. it's... Right, my hair's redder... Maybe it looks gonna, very nice, by the way. Why, thank you very much. Maybe maybe they're going to go to that fun, you know, beach city from Rogue One, and everybody's going to hang out there. Put Scarif. On their, Scarif. Put on their, like, TIE fighter, you know, Bermuda shorts and go <laughs> for a swim. <laughs> put on, you know, their, like, summer Stormtrooper uniforms. Maybe. I don't know. So we see Ray, um, Ray running with the lightsaber. Yes. Unless there's immediate danger right in front of you, I don't think that's the kind of thing I would run with because I'm very clumsy and I would like trip and up. Yeah. Hopefully she doesn't like poke her eye out. But notice how she's still wearing, she's still wearing what we saw her wear in the end of The Force Awakens. Yeah, she's got her little vest on and Uh, her her little knobby uh, ponytails that she's into. All the uh, ladies of the Skywalker family have very interesting hair. So I think... Hopefully oh. Ray is following in tr- the okay. tradition of her yeah. grandma and mom, uh-huh. yeah. but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe you know, Mark Hamill sort of alluded to her potentially being his daughter um, in the in their panel, but we so, don't know because so he could have been kidding. So that means Leia's not Mark- a mom. You just said like her mom. I said all her- the Skywalker women. Oh right, okay. So it could you- be her grandma and aunt, aunt you know, right, okay. but you know she probably is a Skywalker woman. So I don't know, but I think so. But I think she's going to, like, an imminent attack. I, this looks like she's, like, just a few feet away from the person she's going to start fighting with. Or is she just is training a- here? And it's, it's Twilight. Mm, but Luke never trained with a lightsaber on like that when he was moving. But in our podcast where we talked about Star Wars related scenes, there is one where he is. 
Where he's training with the lightsaber. with it lit up. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like the intensity on her face here and the way that she's running with the lightsaber lit, it it looks to me like she's imminently going to attack someone. So she's, like, really ready to fight. She's not just practicing. Um, But we'll see. Hopefully it's another fight with her and Kylo. But the next scene that shows Kylo does not look like it's from the same place. No, something is blowing up in the background. And he's turning... He's he's definitely got his lightsaber pointed at somebody. But he's, like, very chill about it. He's very much like, Let me turn this on my barbecue grill. It's the only... Optimum grill mark. It's the only shot of Kylo Ren that we saw. Yes. um, Although we think that it might be his face on the movie's poster. Right, yeah, oh yeah. I'm actually certain it is Next now. But Mark we do Hamill. see we do see the scar he got from the battle with Ray on his yep. on his face where he's Yeah, Ray he's messed him it. up, son. Yeah. But yeah, it really just looks like he's like very slowly turning meat on a barbecue grill. That's not what he's doing. That'd be great. He's probably Would you like some someone. rotisserie tauntaun? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great like, sponsor. This is, this is exactly ta- <laughs> The next time we talk about Last Jedi. Rotisserie Tauntaun. Rotisserie Tauntaun. Wegman's like, new Rotisserie Tauntaun. <laughs> Grilled with Kylo Ren's three-point lightsaber. Delicious. Um, the next scene in the trailer is a tragic one that shows more of what we think is probably the point at which Luke gave up on being a Jedi. Um, it looks like the destruction of probably a Jedi temple or school and Luke's falling to his knees next to R2-D2. Now we definitely think that this is the same place uh, from the famous flashback from Force Awakens where right. uh, Luke puts his uh, robot hand on top of R2. Right. Yeah. After mass destruction, probably at the hands of Kylo Ren, although we don't see him in this trailer um, because we saw him in the last movie we're making that assumption that he was involved in this destruction. Yeah, with him and R2 there, it definitely looks like... Yeah, and you can just see, like, that devastation of, like, how he just falls to his knees. Um, And then we see someone that's probably Kylo Ren walking with a group of, of... of stormtroopers. I still think that's Captain Phasma, though. Could be Phasma. My yeah, son even said, far away. he goes, Captain Phasma. Like, he said it, too. It's and his bit. eyes, so, like, his, he can really pick stuff out like that. Like, if I showed you a snow trooper from the Empire Strikes Back next to an, a snow trooper from the Starkiller base, could you tell him apart? Looking probably at him head on? not. Probably not. Yeah. He was, like, freaking out. Because I picked the the snowtrooper from Force Awakens and not Empire, and I'm like, how did you even? How did you know this? How did you like? Good, good. So I'm that's bad. why I really think that that's Captain Phasma and holding a blaster too. That's true. He's yeah. he's probably right. So maybe this is some other point of destruction. It could. It might not be the same place. Or it could I think be this an is that ship. Scene. Look at the sides here. Yeah, I think it's that ship, like the but, hangar that just blew up with Poe. We're posed, right. I think that that's point. what that is. So it's it's definitely a menacing, ominous sort of a scene where you have these dark stormtroopers, you know, coming to complete more destruction. Um. So maybe we get to see Captain Phasma do some more interesting stuff this time because I really do love Gwendolyn Christie. So. Yeah. 
And then we have these cool new ships that look like the back of a hairdryer. <laughs> I think. Yeah, definitely so. got some new ships. Uh, so we don't know what a plant this is above. I do not think it's a crate, 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 what's this? Crate, 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 crate in it. Crate in it, crate, crate and barrel. Um, I crate don't, and barrel. I don't think that that, I think uh, that that is uh, Octu. I think that, you know, maybe the first uh, first order tracked Ray there. <gasps> you know, like, because this is really a scene where, where Kylo Ren is on the Millennium Falcon. They could have tracked that ship. <gasps> you know? They did it. It wouldn't be the first time the Millennium Falcon was tracked. They did it after in, A New Hope. That's true. Um, another member of the Fett family <laughs> who didn't fall into the maw of the... <laughs> no, the, no, the Empire did it in A New Hope. When the Millennium yeah. Falcon was on the Death Star. Remember? Because like, that's how they got right. away so yeah, easily. that's true. Because yeah. they, were, they were being tracked. I don't know. I'm, it definitely looks like a water-based planet. But it looks like there's a little more land in some of the yeah, shots. Yeah, it looks like a little bit more land than where yeah. we thought Luke was. But, you know, who knows? Maybe it was a different part of the planet, right? Planet so we see F. bigger resistance ships this time fighting uh, smaller First Order ships. You never see that ratio. Right. It's always bigger bad guy ships and smaller good guy ships. So. Right, but it's been years since, you know, Return of the Jedi, so maybe they've had time to build build up their resources. Because um, they didn't send that many people to the Starkiller base. I think that now that the that the Republic's gone, there's more of a, you know, oh shit, what's going on kind of, like, feel. We gotta stop Admiral Nazi Hux. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And then we And then we have end. the sad ending of Luke saying that the only thing that he knows to be true is that it's time for the Jedi to end. So here's what I was thinking about this. There's a lot of conjecture online that Luke has gone to the dark side and he wants the Jedi to end because he wants the Sith to come into power. But I don't think that's what he's saying. I feel like he has become very jaded and cynical because he saw so many people that he loved die. Um because they were trying to be trained as Jedi, because he was training as a Jedi. So I think this is kind of like a mirror of what's sort of going on in the Avengers as well, um, and, and also in the X-Men franchise, where it's sort of like when you have one group that's able to manipulate and control immense power, right, the universe is going to respond, and in this case the Force is going to respond, by creating like an equal and opposite reaction to what they're doing. So as long as the Jedi exist and are powerful, there's going to be evil that exists and is powerful to counteract it. So my thought is that Luke is saying, if we get rid of the Jedi, then the threat of evil is going to go away. Um, because you don't need that counterbalance then, right? Um, same thing that's talked about by Tony Stark and the Avengers. Um, and by various characters in the X-Men. The lot in Civil War that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, in Civil War. I disagree. I think you're always going to need Jedi, because you need to have people like, you know, Shaolin monks that understand the universe and its powers and respect it. Um, and you're always going to have evil people, but they'll have different levels of power. And if they don't have enough power, they'll invent, you know, guns and nuclear bombs to equal themselves out. So... I disagree with Luke, but I can sort of see where he's coming from. I think he's been so broken um, by by watching so many people that he loved died and having so many people that he loved taken away from him because he is able to 
manipulate the force and and be powerful. And I think he sees the more powerful it gets, the more danger that he puts everybody that he loves in. So that's my two cents anyway. I think you're right. I, I totally think you're right. I think that Rey is the key. Obviously, they're not going to end the Jedi and Sith because they want to put a Star Wars movie out every year for the rest of our lives. <laughs> so unless they just like do a bunch of obscure films about like the life and times of Admiral Akbar, Uncar <laughs> growing up, yeah, Uncar plans a childhood. Everybody hates Uncar. It would be like. You know. <laughs> Uh, that cave, though, that we see Luke in the end, I feel like that's the same cave entrance we saw in the beginning of the trailer. Right, that Ray's coming out of. Yeah. Um, yeah, perhaps this was a lesson that he was trying to teach her, but I think he's going to still teach her, even though he wants, he feels that the Jedi Oh, he's to definitely going to train her because he feels he like she's the, the one, one that can, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, um, I totally, totally agree. It was an awesome teaser. The music was great, too. Um, and I'm so excited for this movie. I'm so excited to see where they're going to take us next. You know, I get chills watching this. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. Eating some rotisserie tauntauns going to be awesome, too. <laughs> so, I mean... Until, until next time, I guess, you know. Try not to have too many death sticks. <laughs> Make sure you go to our website, prisondad.com, and check out our books, free stories, podcasts, and all sorts of things and stuff that are up there. We're hard at work on volume six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're actually going to go to a um, cabin and finish it at some point. I think so. Summer. That's the summer plan, finishing up our stories. Things, things and stuff. Things and stuff. All right, well, until next week, may the... Uh, Force be with you. Yes. Always. Always.